or is there like a no? Cut you can off? say cunt as many times as you want. Okay, Erica, can you do a mic check? <laughs> closer Cheryl that's good Sandberg. oh my god i feel like we're like you know in those like 1940 records where they'll lean in and be like do yeah. like together hey every night in my dream that's good that's good damn it I was but you can keep going i'm recording i was about to say i feel incomplete right now i see you perfect Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rosé All Day Anyway with... Anyways. Right. With Erica Atkins. And Katie Rainey. <laughs> You're reminding me again. I really got to get moving on that theme song thing. But anyway, we are here today. And guys, today we have a great one for you. We got a round table full of awesome women and we are going to be talking about my favorite least favorite thing dating dating boo boo now (laughs) katie i'm gonna hand it over to katie yep so i got i got a little something to kick us off here okay Okay. rosetta's upset that she's not gonna be a part of the dating episode that's the dog rosetta's rosetta's barking okay so tonight we are recording this episode on happenstance because we, we didn't expect to do it. You, Zena, are here. Let's go around real quick and say our names. Say who all's on the podcast really quick. So Katie's here, obviously. Should we say like, what we like in terms of... No, not yet. That's part of the first like, game. Okay. So just say who you are, first of all. However you want to identify yourself. I'm going to start over here to my left. I'm Zena. My pronouns are she, her, hers. There we go. I'm Melissa Shaw. She, her, hers, and the singular they. Also known as Boots. Boots. Who has been on the podcast previously. I just was going to say thank you so much for having me back. I'm starting to feel like a regular. Oh, that's nice. I'm still Erica. You're so still Erica. Yeah. I'm Jen Rabitsky. I have pulled up this app called CoStar. And it gives you a daily horoscope. And I'm going to read what mine is today okay. as part of my intro. The general theme of your life during this period is to contemplate the vastness of the universe and reconsider what role you want to play in it. The universe is a carnivore with no special preference for the life that grows inside it. That's me. That's me today. Rob Bresney. Is that Rob Bresney? I don't know. I don't know. I love Bresney. That feels like a Kesha song, though. <laughs> the universe is a kind of font. Like, it feels like a Kesha song, right? It okay. does, actually. It's waiting to be. It should yes. be an Erica's song. I like that. Yeah. Very the soon. universe is a carnivore. Ooh. You could do a 12-song song cycle based on just the horoscopes that are on that app on oh. that day okay. and do 12 separate songs. All right. Write that down for later. Everything's possible. Okay, so in this real intro where we get to know our guests that are on here rosé all day anyways i have devised a little intro game and in this game i am chris harrison For that's those the game we're playing. Not know chris, harrison. chris harrison is the host 
of the Bachelor franchise. Just watching the interview with him earlier today. And if you go back to watch our Bachelor videos, you'll see Melissa fuck up his name and say Chris Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Dude, that's one of our best videos. I think that's why I got invited back because that was so popular. We want to see what she's going to do again. There was we one have of had our people specifically because you were in a video. They're like, well, I want to come and watch with you and be in a video now. So that's a thing that sometimes people want to guest spot in the video. Okay. Yeah. So in this yeah. Dating 101, I'm Chris Harrington, a.k.a. Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> And so I have some questions for my four bachelorettes here today. So you have 10 seconds each for each question, and I'm going to time you. So first question, describe yourself in three words. We're going this way. 10 seconds. Intense, colorful, and enthusiastic. Clever, uh, ambitious, and thoughtful. Loud. Open-minded and inevitable. Goofy, caring, and smart. Ooh, right off the bat, you guys are really, really good at speed dating. Okay, all right, let's get warmed up a little bit more. Okay. Should we throw in here that Eric and I were supposed to be at a speed dating we event tonight? Coming up. That I think that's going to come did up. I, did I not say that? You I thought I said it. You started saying it, and then you stopped saying This it. is it good. This is prep for the speed yeah, dating. Yeah, we were with Gina, and our it. speed dating event got canceled. So, so we, we're all here now. Yeah. It happens, Dan. Yeah. So the whole thing was that Erica and Zena were supposed to be at speed dating tonight, which I have really wanted to go to. Oh, I don't want to take Katie with me the first time because she's not. She's just going for fun because she's not single. So, like. And also, I'm just a nihilistic person in general and so even if I were single I would say really like probably fucked up things right so I will go with Katie when I don't care anymore <laughs> if I'm trying to find someone <laughs> okay so that's why we're doing the speed dating okay second one Zena we're coming to you back around this way do you have any nicknames 10 seconds Zena my mom calls me a lot of things my mom calls me twinkle toes Ooh. yeah it's unique okay Mel What's your nickname, Mel? Oh, uh, well, the most famous one, the one I'm most known for, of course, in these parts, in this, <laughs> this neck of the woods, in this part of the world is Boots, good old Boots. But my mother used to call me Tiger, so I really appreciate Sweet. invoking the mother. All right. My nickname to have her E, Rika, Rikaboo, Kika. They all, all right. those all rhyme. I know. Mm-hmm. Jen? For a time, Wow, after the Jersey Shore character. And yes. then uh, Ned. Which is sort of Jen spelled backwards, but with a D instead of an N or J. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Katie? Oh, okay. Well, see, I'm not I'm planning to answer these. Okay, so my nickname is Bunny, to be honest. Like, my whole life has been Bunny. And K-Train. That was a thing for a while. I was unaware of that. Yeah. Okay. There we go. If you found out you had six months to live, what is the first thing you would do. Um, I just Jen. want to establish oh. do I still have the current bank account balance that I have? <laughs> you, yes. Yeah. Okay. Current bank account balance. Okay. Jen. I would go work on a goat dairy farm in the mountains of Switzerland. Wow. I would go, um, I would travel around and try to spend as much time with my loved ones as possible. Maybe take some trip with them, combine some trip with spending time with them. Could you please repeat the question? <laughs> if you found out that you had six months to live, what is the first thing that you would do? Oh. You got 10 I seconds. I would finish writing and I would go to uh, Hawaii. You, well, you said the 
first thing that we would do, which is mm-hmm. different than like what we would do for those. We, we had okay. some tag alongs. I would just travel a bunch and eat a bunch of food and have a bunch of sex. Ooh. You know, it's so funny. You. I did think to myself, I wonder if I knew that I was dying if I would call my ex and be like, look, I'm dying. There's no consequence. Let's just hook up and move on. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't ruin my life anymore. I'm already dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that how you want to go out? I'm really into like Daniel Kahneman talks about like peak experience and uh, ending. And I'm like, how do you want to end? And I'm wondering if that's how you'd want to go out. If it was like okay. really good, All right. and have to talk right, to you. Well, yeah. I think I would end in a hedonistic fireball. That's how I'd want to I end. like that. Yeah. I approve. 10 points to zero. Yeah, I, just I wasn't giving points, but now I'm giving points. <laughs> and I'm winning. Okay, if you were an animal, what would you be and why, Zena? Oh. I mean, I would want to be an otter, but I don't know that that necessarily is my essence. I would need to think harder about my essence. Oh, God, you're making me think of The Lobster. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yes. I would want to be the ghost of one of these kangaroos that has died so that I could tell the world the peril. Oh, okay. Is, it, is that something you would say <laughs> in speed dating? To go after did I you say now? that in 10 seconds? <laughs> you did, but bummer city. <laughs> this is about dating, the most depressing topic on the planet. Burning sure. up Australia is only the second most depressing thing to talk about. Excuse me. Um, I would be a Yorkshire Terrier. Because I am little and I am yippy and I'm much smarter than people give me credit for. Maybe cheetah, lion, hawk, some kind of predatory predatory Ooh. cat or bird that goes really fast. Interesting for this dating conversation. Yeah, I don't know if this is what, what would be my answer, answer if I were speed dating. I feel like that would probably be an automatic no for most people. Okay, next question, and I cannot stress enough that you have 10 seconds, Melissa and Erica, to answer this question. 10 seconds only. I feel like we're getting some feedback on our delivery. I'm going to cut you off. No, it's not on your delivery thus far, but it's your delivery on this coming question. (laughs) She's worried. Are you a political person, Jen? No, I'm a love person. There was a wink in there. There was a wink. I saw a wink. Yes. That's the whole answer. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. There's no escaping it. There's no escaping it Mm -hmm. for all of us. Yes. Very much so. Wow, that was the quickest. Okay, I expected. Like, what am I going to say? Like, yeah, I am. It's either a really short answer or a really long (laughs) answer. I believe that politics are the being to who we are as humans in the world of the effort of the earth. There we go. All right. (laughs) I'm the one that brought Elizabeth Warren petitions for you all to sign. Oh, there we go. I know you did. Would they have been brought to speed dating? Because that would be a quick way to get I don't, but like, and also find out if you want to date that guy. If if he says no to signing that petition, would you want to have a second? Would you bring that petition onto a speed dating? I would have it in my bag. One of my (laughs) first questions, if we had gone on speed dating, was going to be like, Tell me about your political views. I didn't even be think like, about question. Wow. I, that was that was really as far as I got. It <laughs> was like, tell me about here. your political views. Are you a feminist? I just gonna like look at them inside of how hot they were. See, I'm getting I'm getting you guys warmed up for this. No, here we go. I'm afraid yeah. of controversies, so I feel like I couldn't uh, do that. Uh, All right, okay. I got two more questions. Good, because I need to describe the one. Okay, you, we we're gonna get there. Oh, okay. okay. Who would you play in a film about your life? Well, who would Sorry. play us? Who would play us? 
would I play? Who, who would play you <laughs> okay. in a film about your life? We got it. Excuse me. I've thought um, about this so many times. I'm ready. Do you want? I can go the yeah, other way. Go okay, okay. go the other way. Okay. Amanda Bynes. <clears throat> yes. Oh, all right. Wait, Amanda Bynes. Now no, or like no. 1999? No, this. See, this is clearly a stale answer because I thought it was the perfect answer, but then the past decade happened. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Amanda Bynes, like all that Amanda yes, Bynes yes. is what we're talking about. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to accuse myself from answering this question because there are not that many dark-skinned actresses that I can pick from, and I would need them. Wow. I can't answer it in 10 seconds. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Great. I think that that was a proper anti-racist answer in, in terms of being aware of the truth of Hollywood. I I would say I'm torn between Fruza Balk, Lily Taylor, uh, Janine Garofalo, and Christina Ricci. Some mega combination of of mm. those people mm. or di- those different people in different phases of my life maybe do you know who any of those people are yeah do i know who christina ricci is listen there's some millennials here i get scared i don't know what they know dude we all grew up with casper <laughs> come on yeah right. oh she kissed devin Sawa, and i was like oh shit like cat was hot yeah yeah thank you yeah erica <laughs> the first the first person i thought of was Aidy bryant but I'm not sure that's like my final answer, but okay. She's very All right. funny. Okay. All right. Last speed dating question. How, and this is more mostly for Erica than anybody else. Great. How did you celebrate your last birthday? Just cause I want to hear the answer. Zena. Well, everyone's going to answer it. <laughs> but I just want to hear your answer. Um, well, my like birthday party, I had a picnic in Prospect Park, and it was lovely. Oh yeah, lovely. I was there for that. You you were. But then on my actual birthday, I was very specific with my partner. I was like, I want to have sex, go eat pizza, and then come home and have sex again, and that's what happened, and it was great. That's mm. nice. That's you a good birthday, birthday right there. Yep. Set set up the expectation. I got on a plane in the morning from Boston, and I flew to Houston on my birthday, and I checked into a hotel. And I was going, for, I went for work and then I took myself out for Mexican food in Texas and had a night, swam a little at the hotel pool and mm-hmm. had a nightcap before I went to bed. Okay. Yeah. My last birthday, I had a very rosé themed birthday. My friend, uh, Katie Wayne and I, our birthdays are very close. We're two weeks apart. <laughs> so we took each other, one, part one, we took each other to um, the Rose Mansion Woo-hoo. and um, lived our best little Instagram lives. And then part two is that we, it also coincided with around the time we started the podcast. So we had a birthday all day anyway, had a birthday. And we threw a joint birthday party at um, Lingonette, like Lingonette Kitchen around the corner from here. Lovely spot that I like to go to. And we drink a lot of rosé and celebrate it with our friend. We just had dinner there. In fact, Last night. like half mm. of the people here were, I think you're the only one who wasn't there. I'm sorry. I couldn't attend. I was invited. I was about to say, she was invited. Right? I was. Yes. Okay. I was traveling. I was like, am I being rude? She I was know, invited. I was right? tragically okay. out of town okay. then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was a great party. Love your answer, Melissa. My birthday will always involve Mexican food, and that is this year was no different. Only I was on the Lower East Side and not in Houston. Yours was probably much better. I flew to Houston on purpose to have Mexico. It's so good. Soul sister. No, no, no. No, Would that be funny, right? That'd be awesome. Where do I want to go for Mexico? Maybe that's my next birthday, flying somewhere for really good Mexican food. 
Good. Well, I wanted to ask all of those like cheesy one first questions that you ask on like speed dating so that we all could get into this dating conversation. But Erica, yeah. So what I'm, are we drinking? So we have two bottles. I'm gonna back up really quick and say I was gifted several bottles of rosé <laughs> by friends and family over the course of the holidays. So a life tip I'm gonna give everybody is make a podcast named after your favorite alcoholic beverage, (laughs) talk about it a lot, and really put it out there. And you too may end up getting five bottles of your favorite alcoholic beverage over the course of the holiday. Maybe we should have called this like, I don't know, like... A million dollars all day anyways. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) And then that's what we would get. Gin all day anyways. Five bottles of gin. I mean, like rosé, we love rosé, but... We're going to say to get in my suitcase. Um, I already had a problem with my suitcase was too heavy. And the problem was I had weighed it at home, but the scale was off. Which then makes me wonder how much I really weighed because that was the last time I weighed myself. And then um, I had to take even more stuff. So I I think I texted you from the airport. Yeah. I was carrying multiple tote bags and trying to sneak them all on the plane with me. Because I was like, maybe they won't notice that I actually have like four carry-ons. And then like they're all tote bags. And I stuffed them in different parts of the plane and totally got away with it. For the sake of getting the rosé home, that's what I did. Because we only drank one, two, whatever. We drank some there, too, but brought it back. So now we have two bottles. bottles. Oh, Uh, but we're calling this Erica Atkins Wine Time. Oh, yeah, we did say we were going to do that. Wine Time. Wine Time. We're going to make a a thingy eventually. What's that called? A sound effect? Yeah, it's a little little sound bite. Yeah. Erica Atkins. Wine Time. Wine Time. So the first (coughs) bottle. You sound like Matt from, do you know HQ? No. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we should get we should get those people to sponsor us. Carry on. Okay. Offline. We'll talk about it right. in the back. So, in so the, the back first door. bottle was gifted Offline. to us by my aunt Margie. And upon looking at the bottle, one of the first things I noticed before I give the title is that this was a 2017 bottle of wine. So for longtime listeners of the show, you know that when we first started this show. All the wine we were drinking was 2017, and at a certain point, it all became 2018, and it felt like there were no more 2017 bottles left. So my aunt gave me this, and I was like, oh my God, it's a 2017, and I texted to Katie, and Katie goes, oh my God, a vintage. So, <laughs> and then I actually got a second bottle of 2017 as well. That has already been, that we drank the other night when we were watching The Bastard, That's that true. dark course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Which, is, okay, we're going to date this episode, because... We are officially watching The Bachelor now, yeah. and uh, we're not gonna get into other. Look, I'm it. still sticking with Hannah there's B. But okay, 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 we're not okay. gonna get into that. There's too many feelings about it right now. Okay, so the 2017 uh, It's timely. Can, can I just say no. it's? Can I just say it's uh, timely because geez. Melissa was here for the finale sure. that we recorded, okay. and now we're watching the beginning. Okay, Hannah, Hannah Brown comes back. Okay, okay we're not gonna get no. We're not gonna get into it. <laughs> There's gonna be a, you don't want to get into it. There's a lot of feelings around it. I just want to make sure that this is the same show I know that yes. has Chris Harrington in it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Chris Harrington is the host. Yeah. Okay. Let me finish talking about this with that. All right. So there's this bottle. It's from my aunt Margie, who is a big fan of the show. She's probably listening. Shout out to Aunt Margie. Aunt Margie, who won hey, Christmas hey. this year. You won and I Christmas. Passively aggressively told everybody in the family that so I love you. This love bottle is called Call Call. Call Hurry Guinness Morani. It is definitely from the country of Georgia. 
It's a product of Georgia. But is that like Georgia, the state, or Georgia, the country? Do you see how hard it was to pronounce? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with the country. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it's cock. Cock. Heady. And then, funny that? thing about this, I want to say, Maggie actually gave me one bottle, and my family doesn't really drink, but I feel like there's a group of us that reintroduced alcohol into the family about five years ago. Because I was like, sorry, guys, I think I'm a low key alcoholic. I'm bringing this back in. So they all wanted to drink the rose, and which was awesome. Like, I'm so glad. Even my grandmother was like, I'd like a little sip. Awesome. But that meant we drank the whole bottle. So Maggie went. And got me a second wow. bottle and gave it to my Go cousin Margie. to bring to my mom's house so that we could drink it on the podcast. Margie wins. Margie wins this Christmas. A special moment. She also Margie. got me a toaster oven. So uh, the second bottle we are drinking, which Melissa has had some of, it is from Hidden Crop Vineyard, which is in my home county, Loudoun County, Virginia. It's a Chambortian rosé. I don't know what that means. But my friend, Nicole, she is a member of the vineyard, and she knows I love Rosé, and she got this for me. I'm basically from, like, wine country of the D.C. area. There's seriously, like, 15, 20. Like, there's a ton of vineyards in my, like, in the area I'm from. And so this is, we are also drinking Virginia wine, which is my home, and it's from my home county. And I don't know what year. It doesn't have a year on it. It doesn't matter because it's Virginia, and Virginia is timeless. <laughs> All right, and so... But what would we eat or so go So I've only drank one so far. So, Melissa, you're going to have to carry... Because you had a sip of the second one, but I'll, I will model for you. So this first bottle makes me think of when I am drinking it, I want to eat, you know, I want some, like cheese with like maybe like little chicken bites while i have a picnic on the hudson river in northern manhattan i'm really just manifesting on riverside yeah on riverside i'm manifesting what our summer's gonna be like while looking over at the beautiful shore of new jersey taking in the sunshine and that sweet sweet smell of new york garbage melissa what do you what do you want to eat? What do you want to do when you drink? Yeah. I mean, I feel like in contrast to that wine, which I think is very plummy, mm-hmm. this one is a lot more sprightly mm-hmm. and sticking with the New York oh. summer theme. Gin wants this some is that. unparalleled in thinking uh, about Shakespeare in the Park. This is a uh, Shakespeare in the Park wine. Mm-hmm. I want to drink this while I'm watching King Lear, or perhaps I want to drink this when it is... Uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream feels like really on brand for this. So it's a little perky. I can taste it's, the Othello. Uh, it's, you can taste the... <laughs> the Othello. Yeah, I can taste the Othello authentically. <laughs> it's got Othello notes and, uh, and some Miranda base and a Hamlet finish. Great. Mm. That's nice. And again, Hidden Croft Vineyard, Loudoun County, Virginia, y'all. <laughs> All right. And so, Dina's also not drinking, I want to say. So we're all, like, describing, like, how beautiful this wine is. And I just look over and see a little bit of, a, like, a longing in Dina's The eye. part that made me look longingly was when you said cheese plate. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the wine. It was the cheese plate. We well, do have, we have cheese. Guess who's here? Gouda. I brought Gouda. some from the farm. Yeah, that we have not morning. opened up. We could crack open the Gouda we have cheese. Gouda? I think no. we have the cheese. All right. We have Gouda. I mean, you can. If we're going to talk, if you're going to make me talk about dating, 
the most depressing topic on the planet. Most depressing. I think I need to Gouda have is my Gouda. equivalent of like a pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's right. And that's what this moment deserves. Damn. Mm. It's like, excuse me, farmer selling me the cheese. Could you please make the slice wide really, enough for multiple I, people, even though it will just be me eating it? But see, I feel like what we really need here is like a good like... Charcuterie charcuterie board with some chocolate on the the edge. Are uh, we going to pause and make like that? Fancy we almonds. Uh, we, don't, we don't have those things uh-huh. readily available. We didn't plan far enough ahead in the like 15 minutes that notice that I gave you, you and Zena. We stood up by speed dating. Right. Like I didn't just also stood up by like, I got like at speed midnight dated. last night. <laughs> I was like I'm very suspicious about like the level of organization of this company now. They did they email after like 3 a.m. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Wait, like, I'm asleep. We got a lot of people talking. Somebody explain to us what happened with the speed dating. So what happened with our speed dating thing was that we got yeah. an email at like midnight last night saying like it's canceled tomorrow because we had too many people in this location and not enough in the one we'd signed up for, I guess. I was asleep. And then we get a second email at 3 a.m. being like, did you get this email? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've been, and I woke up in the morning and saw it and I was like, chill, I've been asleep. No, I was, was in bed. It was a little aggressive. Yeah. But, I mean, also, though, they're selling out. So, that I means people are going. Or at least, whatever. A lot of the ones I wanted to go to December, they were sold out. Like, the women's yeah. one, you had to... That's why I was like, oh, I guess we'll go in January. Because the ones I'm available for, they're all sold out. So, people go. Yeah. People will be there. So, the organization of the company, I can't attest for. But, allegedly, people will be there. Okay, well, maybe, like, so you're... Do a follow-up episode when we actually do the speed dating. That's true. We need to do that. So you guys are all, like, embarking on this journey of speed dating. So, like, why don't we well, I'd like with... to dial that back. I'm oh. going to go to a speed dating event. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> I don't okay. feel like speed dating is really, like, a lifestyle. You yeah, know? I'm not <laughs> embarking on a it's journey. Like a thing you do. I'm, I'm going like to a speed thing. dating at the yeah. CS over here. Okay, I want to do it. Like, I just want to experience but, it. But, but anyway. Nancy, you want to do it as an experience, not a matter of, like, actually trying to meet someone. That's true. Which is why I, like, I love you. I just don't want you to go with me at least. That's the true. I just want to experience because I want to know what it's like. Yeah. But. I've been speed dating three times. Okay, and tell us. I have to tell you, has anyone else raised your hand if you've been speed dating? Oh, I'm the only person in this room who's actually done it. Mm-hmm. I picture mm-hmm. like a church basement with donuts. Is that, is That's that, an AA meeting. So you pretty much picture an AA meeting. Excuse me. There's a Venn diagram. It overlaps a little bit. I have been to those. So excuse me. I'm well equipped with those. So you want to get into that conversation? No, that's not the conversation. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, long-term relationships. <laughs> I, I clearly need a new vision. Uh, all right, anyway, Melissa, well, you've you been... Well, K- well, Katie, what do you picture when you picture it? Because, first of all, I feel like before I, spoiler alert, tell well, do you what happened. I picture, I picture like a rotating two circles, an inner and outer circle, where the women just like sit at a table and the men rotate while you're like, what do you like? What do you like? 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Do we like each other? Okay. Then we get up from this table and we go on to the next like round or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much decide within the first few seconds whether you would ever want to talk to this person again. Like it's yeah. pretty quick. It's pretty quick. I have definitely done it where I finished the event. I've definitely done it where I've taken breaks to go cry. And then I've definitely had uh, an experience where I've just run away, in the, right in the middle, like left. <laughs> and they were a shorter person. 
Do you think it would be inappropriate to say to someone at a speed dating event, I'm going to get you love drunk off my hump, my lovely lady lump? I think you should say that immediately before they even ring the bell to say that the round has started. Just like, you should just continuously just walk around the circle <laughs> saying that just over and over. My I will husband. say my best speed dating experience, there was a fourth one. I crashed one and I, there wasn't a space for me. So I just kind of creepily <laughs> hung out in the law in the bar where like people took breaks and actually met more men that way. Cause they were not like, they ah. were, they were like curious about who I was sitting in the bar, just hanging out by myself. Oh, men. I, you know, that is something whenever I have been like in a bad place at a party or emotionally standing off side or cranky a lot more men approach you when you're the woman in the corner and they're like what are you what's a girl like you doing over here and i'm like you're being creepy but yeah that's so true wow so there's many ways to approach this yeah i'm also wondering if it wasn't canceled tonight and they overbooked and if you had showed up if uh, what would Mm. whoa i don't know should we all head over there now they have a like their website says like women sold out yeah email us to get on the wait list so like Seems unlikely, but... Okay, well, so <laughs> it seems like we're starting from a place of misery here. That's right. That's am right. I, am I wrong? That's right. <laughs> no, I, but... Well, no, Dina enjoys dating, I don't, don't you? I feel miserable. Okay. You also... Wait, can we... Can does we, it matter? Oh, that age Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I was going to be like, you're younger. So, no. like, you have more hope around uh, it. But I was that also like... That I feel like that's also an But also, I mean, I get, to, I get to date from the place of also already having a partner. So, like... Right. When I'm dating, it's just for, like, if something comes of it, great. And if not, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Are you um, Are you open to talking about that, Zena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a partner. We're in an open relationship. We've been dating for two years. Yeah. I mean, he was he had a primary partner when I met him, and like it started as just like a fun thing, and then we were like, hmm, I think we have feelings for each other, and so you know, we've like had a lot of talks about what that means and all that good stuff, but like it's in a really stable place and then it's really nice to date from this place of like my needs, like my basic needs are already being taken care of. So like I can really just be like, do I like this person? Mm. Do I want to go on a May I ask a, a question? Yes. Are you two looking for a primary partner or are you looking for yes. like... Well, and Erica's know. asking this because Erica knows the answer That's to this. True. That's like, true. I'm also like, I very much want a primary partner of my own eventually. Like right now, it's kind of like he has two primary partners and he's very good at, you know, being emotionally supportive for two people in a way that I'm frankly very impressed with. But, you know, eventually I want someone that's like a little more involved and engaged while you were you're dating that. from a place yeah i'm dating from a place of like having all my needs taken care of already mm-hmm. which is really nice and i'm still looking for a primary partner at this melissa boots <laughs> boots was asking like if right now he's my primary partner and i would say that he is and he knows that but he also knows that i'm looking for someone where i'm also their primary partner so so anyway it makes dating less horrible that way okay so well what is everyone else looking for can i ask that is that too i am looking for partnership it took me a while to get there but that's why i'm now i'm looking for a partnership people are proud that i'm finally saying that but i didn't know that i didn't know that until like recently so that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for partnership i don't know what that means in the long run i'm not sure if it means like marriage or like what i don't know but i know like that kind of relationship it what 
I'm looking for right now. Anybody else? Anybody else? No? Hi. Yeah, I'll go. I've been dating my boyfriend for seven years, so it's a long-term thing. (laughs) And we're in a place where we keep going back and forth about trying to decide, like, what's what's coming next Mm -hmm. for us. And because of the longevity of that relationship, we dated long distance for four of those years. It's like... It's funny because I think there are a lot of models and expectations about what happens next, but we're not sure given our reality and other commitments and like how much we work and travel. Like I, I guess I'm fiercely independent and this is something I'm just learning about myself. Mm -hmm. And so I feel funny making any kind of long-term commitment to anyone, but like also get along really well with him. So can I ask a question? What do you think will happen if you make that commitment? It'll probably all be fine, but something about me, I think it's like maybe a feminist streak being like giving up any part of my identity is just like one human by myself and doing the gen world things. Mm -hmm. I'm like scared to think about what it means to coexist with someone Mm -hmm. it feels selfish in a way do you two live together we don't currently i I, so do you know the hudson river is the river that flows two ways and that's kind of how i've described our process of moving in and not moving in it's like his painting is currently in my apartment and he's probably taking it back and i keep flip-flopping constantly okay about be like, yeah, let's move in. And like, no, I have no idea like what's coming next in my life. And so it's super inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I feel like bad about that because it's a wild ride. But that's like that final straw of like, do I share my space with someone? Like, am I ready for that? Mm-hmm. And when people hear how long our relationship has been, it's like startling that we're not further in a way. But the flexibility has been good. I think that's important. Wow. Yeah. I really love that river and painting analogy. I really love the analogy of the river flowing in two directions. It's really it's really telling, Jen. Yeah, why are you boots? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna say I think I've given up, y'all. I think I'm done. I think I hit my like I did it, I tried it, I believed it was gonna happen, and I just think that there is just no way. With what's out there in New York, at the very least, it is a hellscape out there. I will say one time my dad said to me, there, there's so many men in New York City, you can't find a man. I was like, Dad, they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> quantity, there's, there's not There's a quality. lot of them. There's a lot of quantity, but very little quality. And my dad was like, all right. <laughs> no. Which we have had Ricky Atkins on the show before so also been on people the can go back to Keep episode nine me what people feedback is i don't know i was like that <laughs> if you have much. feedback about <laughs> ricky what people think of me show. yeah he was like what they say about me on the podcast i was like you're fine and if you have feedback about ricky atkins being on the show daddy atkins as i like to call him <laughs> please write in yeah because he wants to know mm-hmm. i think he deserves it don't enable him but, I mean, I don't know. I guess what I'd love is some help in, in figuring out how to push past being over it. I mean, mm-hmm. as a woman who is swiftly approaching 40 and seeing the the barrel of the the gun of, of the slim pickings, I just feel like, is it worth the time? There's so many wonderful things to do in the world. Does dating have to be one of them? I have a sim- I do sometimes sit in a similar place of like, I would say most of my, especially late 20s, early 30s, I was like, 
this feels like not, and I still kind of feel a little bit that way. Not the like best use of time. I'd rather just spend time with my family and friends who I love and that I already know love me and support me. So I think what actually helped for me recently is realizing I want a partnership, saying it, admitting it, putting it out there, saying that to people that I want a partnership because then it like, I'm a very goal-oriented person. So it like, it gave me like something to focus on as opposed to like, I'm just going to spend time with people I don't know to see what happened. That sounds like a waste of time to me. So that was kind of like where I had, I had to hit a, I hit a point where I was like, oh, no, that's actually like what I want. Because that's very scary to admit that you want that. Because if you say you want it and then it doesn't work out, that sucks. But if you're kind of like, okay, I have a question then bouncing off that for all of you. Yeah, sure. So at what point do you know that you're talking to somebody who doesn't meet the goal that you want? Like, what's the signal? What's the thing that you have learned? The first, what do you do in text? I recently had a guy on Bumble, on Bumble now. You can say whether you're no. looking for a relationship or whether you're just trying to kick no. it or whatever. And a guy on my thing, it said relationship. And a guy straight up messaged me. like, oh, you seem really cool. But I'm not looking for a relationship. Boom. Swipe right there. left. I would, but no, he said that because you have to message them first. Uh-huh. And he said that. And I was like, oh, my God. If everyone had that level of communication, mm-hmm. you could just tell me that from the get-go. But that would be amazing. Every single man that I have met on Bumble, Tinder, Okay, Cupid. All what? All of them. That's like what all they all lead with. They all lead with that. I didn't respond to him anymore, though. I said, "Oh, thank you so much for your honesty," and then stop. But if they all lead with that, then who is there to talk to? If a tree falls in the woods and there's no one around. Okay, but what about Zena and Jen? What What do you think? What's What's the What's the 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 cross? What's the line for you guys? I guess the way, I think the way I approach dating and dating apps specifically is a little perhaps not as uh, direct because like, as as we've already heard, I'm a very sexual person. I'm just, I don't think I'm any more sexual than anyone else. I just, I just talk about it more openly. And so all of my relationships have started off as hookups. And so I don't have a clear, like this, and this is probably a little bit of a problem. Like I don't have a clear idea of like, what dating looks like when it's you go get coffee and then you go get dinner and then you have a decide to go on a third date and then you I don't sleep together and like right so like if a guy messages me and is like clearly on a more sexual track but I think that I might be attracted to him like I don't shut it down immediately I usually I'll like what's important to me is like that I can see some sense of humor in the way they text and there's like a compatible sense of humor it's hard to judge that over text and it's probably made it so that I've eliminated some people that like maybe I would have clicked with them in person but it also makes it so that over text like I'm texting with like two guys right now and like both of them I can tell that like we at least can have like a back and forth and like that like clicking is important to me so i i'm i'm a few years removed from really the active dating scene here but (laughs) good for you (laughs) yeah i know which has been had its ups and downs but i think it it's most fundamental level like just taking the romantic of it out of it and thinking like okay this is just a human being i want to be in relationship with and kind of a similar threshold for if I would want to be friends with someone or stay in touch with someone 
and like oh is, is it do we have enough in common like do we like to talk about similar things do they treat me with respect and dignity like am i excited to see this person so i think the friendship element has always been strong because i think of this moment when i was in a restaurant in florida and we were the only people there under the age of like 70 and everyone's kind of old and wrinkly and gray-haired and all that and it's like well for most of your life if you're going to be in permanent relationship with someone it might just be about scrabble and conversation so like do i want to like stare at this person and talk to them ad nauseum and do i feel like they see me as a human being and are willing to do those sorts of things I think that's important. Yeah, I think I think that's like that's the huge thing. I would say one of the things that made me realize that I wanted a partnership was my last relationship. There were aspects of it that felt like a partnership. And I was like, Oh, those were my favorite parts. And so like to what you're saying, like, oh, like we're just gonna watch Scrabble or we're gonna like we're gonna do Scrabble. Actually, that was a thing that we did. We played Scrabble with friends, and it was like guys <laughs> against girls, and like doing stuff like that, and cooking, and spending time together, like that. I was like, oh, that's my favorite stuff. So yeah, Katie, what about you? To be honest, I'm at a crossroads right now, in which um, my partner is in the next room, and so uh, I'm figuring that out. It's really hard to say that what that line is, but honestly, like we go to couples therapy, and like we talk about it a lot and it has not been easy and the last year has been really turbulent for us for a lot of reasons and I'm still figuring out what our line is so it's hard to say like I'm I'm figuring out right now what my line is in a long-term relationship because I am in the longest relationship that I've ever been in before my current partner which is we're currently at we're four to six years depending on who you ask and at what day you ask that's that's the length of time we've been dating before that my longest term relationship was maybe two years so right now we are figuring out what our lines are together and what I mean and that's a really difficult situation and Honestly, yeah, like, I don't know how many times Eric and I sit across from each other and talk about dating and talk about, like, well, you're in a long-term relationship, well, you're, like, like get to be out and, like, single, like, or, like, mm-hmm. back and forth with those, and you can see the the grass is greener on both sides, where you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you get to go out and, like, meet new people. Oh, you don't have to go out and meet new people and you get to do this, but honestly, it just like depends on which side of the fence that you're on and what you're feeling and and how the thick of it that you're in. So, I that resonates so deeply. The the stark contrast too between the early stage of dating someone and like when you get long-term into it and like the yeah. shit of it and it's it's tough to compare the long-term with one person to like the the newness of another person yeah it's it there yeah. there crosses the line where it's like yeah it's not it's not like the fun long-term stuff it gets yeah. to be like really difficult long-term stuff in which i don't know like I'm also keeping my voice down because my partner's in the other room. But yeah, like it's 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 really hard to juggle. So I don't know what my line is, is what I'm saying. 
I don't know if it's weird. Like for me personally, I like to actually like the newness. It's fun and getting to know each other. I like to skip a lot of that crap. Like as much as that that we can skip to get to the part where we actually know each other. Are there issues? Are there not issues that we're trying to figure out? Might also be I'm a child of divorce. My mother is twice divorced. I understand that these things happen. And so, like, I'm kind of like, yeah, 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 let's just get to that part. Because I, I don't would, want you to fool me. I don't want to, like... Yeah, like, I would definitely say, like, honestly, like, those years, like, the, the two to four years are pretty great. Like, yeah. I, would, I would say, like, I, yeah, like, I also agree. Like, that that stage right there where, like, you're not having to deal with bullshit and you just like know what the other person is doing and you know a lot about them is really great there gets to a point where like it for some reason crosses beyond that and I like I don't know I don't know Jen do you have other yeah I, I've been thinking that? about this a lot lately and funny enough the part I think I enjoy most about the early phase was the idea that you can kind of decide who you want to be and like hide a lot of you can be the perfect Mm. person for those two Mm. years you can on the first second third dates it's pretty easy to like project a certain self and like almost convince yourself that you're this like great dateable person and then a few years in it's like oh no I'm fully human and I have to be willing to expose that Mm. and deal with that and live with that and have someone else yeah that's i'm curious about that question that's why i like to let everyone know i'm a train wreck immediately (laughs) like i feel like the faster everyone can know that (laughs) yeah then we just i mean it's it's like not skipping it it's like let's we're gonna learn now yeah let's let's learn all together how show, you, and how show do you me do that? that you're a train wreck too. Yeah. You should be super honest. I show up in my car, <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone knows. You're Saturn, or what? What's what is it? Oh no, I used to actually. I used to have a Dodge Stratus. It's so funny you should you say could that. Show up I know. Train. I I have seen that like car and this like train. wrecked my yeah <laughs> yeah. Make it come to life. I love yeah. Like just be really honest from like pretty early on in a relationship. I think it's like super. I mean. Also, my last relationship, we were introduced by friends, Katie being one of them, and we lived eight blocks from each other. So things like move, like it was revealed at a certain pace, just because of like how much you can see each other when you live that close to each other. But like, yeah, I was like, I'm kind of neurotic. You should know that. Like day, day one, mm-hmm. that's where I was. Now I would like to let everyone know that my technique has brought me to a place where I'm single, <laughs> and. <laughs> And I'm not in a relationship. So when thinking about applying this technique, just be aware that it doesn't work. But just know that that's what I will go, that's the hill I'm willing to die on. Do you guys know the show Baggage? No. <gasps> oh, that's a gem even. for this podcast. It's about your baggage? Baggage is a show on one of those terrible channels that shows like Maury and such. That Maury come- the Great contribution yeah. to television. Yeah, exactly. It's in that you vein. You are the father. Not the father. <laughs> exactly. This is the dating version of that kind of show. So there's they switch they switch genders it's either a guy or a girl who's like the main featured person and then there's three of the opposite gender that evening and they each have a large medium size and small piece of baggage so on the inside of each suitcase is like a fact about them that would be considered baggage and they reveal it's almost like you know 
Like, what is that show with the suitcases and they open it up? Meghan Markle was on that show, Deal or No yeah, Deal. Deal or no, <laughs> no, Deal or No Deal. It's kind of got elements of that. But I think, like, Mix first it. round, they reveal, like, their smallest piece of baggage and the audience oohs and ahs. Like, I have $100,000 in student debt or, like, I cheated on my last girlfriend or whatever it is. And then, like, each round gets progressively more intense. And oh the, my god! Like, Mine would yeah, totally be like, that. "I'm a real it's big really Backstreet Boys good. fan." That would be really my baggage. <laughs> Has anyone That's in the, the small baggage though? Medium. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone in the extra large suitcase had like, "I've murdered a person"? <laughs> There's some is there crazy something that's stuff like that comes just out. beyond. Like, my record is sealed. <laughs> oh, one was <laughs> like, "I'm a grandma," and the woman did not look like a grandma. Wouldn't it but... be funny if someone had in this small suitcase like, "I'm a cokehead," and you'd be like, "No, no, no, son, you need the that's the small suitcase." Also, really telling, like, to see people eliminate people based on baggage, or sometimes yeah. I think it's just based on like looks. Like, someone will have something outrageous, but it's clearly like the most attractive person on stage. So that person's like, "Oh, I don't care that you have seventeen cats. Like, you're pretty cute." <laughs> I would be that person. I'd be like, "You're so hot. <laughs> We're gonna work through your seven wives in different countries." <laughs> so I'm gonna. It sounds like your strategy, Melissa, is like you open up all the pieces of baggage up front or just like the small medium like what would you say is yeah no i actually just drive them with me to the airport (laughs) and i just show them however much everything weighs yeah i i think my current relationship has informed how i would go about it in the future because like when we started dating i was trying to be like no i don't have feelings and like it's cool we're just fucking and like but like story time i think we'd been sleeping together for like a month and he happened to be over at my apartment when my mom called and I like hadn't talked I was like oh just give me a sec I'll just answer the phone and I could tell I like answered the phone I could tell something was wrong and she like I was like no mom like what's she was like no we don't have to talk right now and she didn't know he was there but I was like no no mom like what's up and she told me that she had to get brain surgery and it's not like she's fine now it was a non-invasive procedure but like I had this conversation with her got off the phone and like immediately started crying of course and he was great and like continued to be great and like the next six months or so for reasons other than like it was a rough six months like the first six months that we were starting dating started to date just for me and that was actually so informative of like his response to like my emotional needs just like being able to take care of me and so now it's made me be like yeah like if I start dating anyone else and like it seems like there's like I'm gonna tell them pretty quick like I have anxiety I get depressed like sometimes I just need to cry and have you hold me like and like actually do that like pretty quick and see what they do and like if they can handle it I feel sometimes the difficulty of being a heterosexual female then is that I feel like we're still at a point in our society well two things most men don't feel comfortable enough to admit like the things you just said for them to tell you that off the bat so you're like cool I'm here for you or like whatever and or I will admit sometimes I have a bias that if someone pours a lot of that on in the beginning that I will sometimes be like oh you're too much for me you know what I mean? So it's really interesting because as a woman, I still feel comfortable being able to do that. But I don't know how comfortable I feel with somebody giving that back to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just as a quick shift, we do have Brian, Katie's partner, and Rosetta <laughs> in the window. We'll post a picture on social media. 
Well, that I want to come in, but she also doesn't want to she be in here. So it's really complicated. And uh, it's like a relationship. They want to commit, <laughs> and yet they don't want to commit. They want in. They want she out. She wants in. She wants her freedom. Men are she... more like cats. They want it. Like they stand at the door. They want in. They want out. Yeah. All right. On that note. We are coming to a close, and I have my final game for Can you. I ask a question now before yeah, you get into do that? it. Before we do that, because I feel like we went on a whole bachelor trip. Yeah. Not that that's not what we needed to talk yeah. about, but we did. <laughs> I'm interested. We never asked this question. Though. Okay, do it. Dating in New York City specifically. Because I actually started dating in the D.C. area before I started dating in New York. And I felt like there was more of an expectation that things would lead to marriage. In fact, most of my close friends who I grew up with, went to college with, whatever, they're all married. Everybody was married by 30. I was maid of honor in my best friend's wedding at 30, and I might as well have been a unicorn at that wedding. And even my dad said at the breakfast brunch that morning after the wedding, he goes, well, Erica, the thing is, you're not getting any younger. Set it to the whole table. So, like, there's, like, a different expectation in the culture of where I'm from while you're dating. I moved to New York. Totally different ball game. And men are very much like, yeah, I'm, like, not even trying to do that until I'm 40, 45, 50. And you're like, if you want to have biological children with someone other woman, you're like, do you, but I wouldn't even be able to have children with you anymore at that point. Do you understand that? Like, un, like that whole thing. So I feel like dating in New York City is very different from dating everywhere else. So I'm curious. And I feel like it's different depending on the age you are and where you are. And did you move here with your partner? Or like, what a, like what the deal is? I'm curious like what people's experience has been around that. Well, I'll just say that those guys that are waiting till like they're 45, 50 are then not looking for women their age. They're no longer looking for us. I called out an ex on that. Then I they're said looking that to for him. the 25-year-old. Yep, I said that to him. I said, so, so you're going to marry a 25-year-old. And That's he was shocked plan. when I said that to him. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I moved That's here with my partner. So I'm in that boat. And then we we have this theory that most people who move to New York do so to pursue their own like individual dreams or passions. And yep. so yep. it's like people aren't here to like find someone settle yep. down. So like, right, it's a city of dreams. It's like, go find yourself, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone on the side, that's great. But it's not, it, it also doesn't really facilitate like an easy family life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's definitely a different type of animal. But I also think it's generational too, like just looking at the generations that came before us and like the expectations of marriage at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And it just, it feels very different. We're seeing a lot different mix in our friends versus what probably would have happened 10, 20 years ago and how people are defining relationships for themselves. I think it's probably healthier to have like a mix that it's not just like a given what the path is. Sure. But it I seems agree. like it is a little bit imbalanced and like how serious people want to be about compromising for someone else. Oh, compromising for someone else and what that means. And mm-hmm. if not, is it a good or a bad thing? Yeah. That's a whole this is bad. not a city of compromise. It's not a city because like it's people tricky. moved here to pursue very specific dreams. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, I don't want to compromise. But that's actually what a long term relationship is. It's just a series of compromises. Totally. Or collaboration. Or col- I like yeah, to think of that as collaboration. A better, that's a good one. That's why I like to, to reframe say, that. That's why I like <laughs> to say partnership. Because the partnership is a collaboration. And like you 
figure it out and you meet in the middle. And you're stronger together than you would be as an individual. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure everyone's like mentally there. Yeah. Yeah. Tina? Yes to everything that's already been said. I guess the only thing I would add is like, I'm just thinking about my friend group and like I have a fair amount of friends. Like I'm, I'm 25. I think I'm the youngest person here. And like I have a fair amount of people my age that are married or like seriously long-term partnered going to be married and I think there is still a desire for the like stability that a long-term partnership brings that can even be more pronounced in New York because New York is so overwhelming and like so unstable so I still I still have a little hope for the like for the LTR sometimes I wonder though if that like shifted with an age group because you and I have talked about it we're about nine ten years apart sometimes I wonder if that shifted like I feel like especially when I think about like my particular age group we for those people who are like in their mid-30s approaching their mid-30s we joined the workforce when the economy was crashing out we had either just joined or people were like getting in at that point and I so I almost feel like that like forced people to be so hyper focused on their career that depending on where you were, I don't know, I just feel like something happened in that like five, 10 year age range where like people got really weird about relationship. And then sometimes, but my 24 year old brother just got married last summer to his like middle school, high school sweetheart. Like I actually feel like there was a shift somewhere in there. And now people who are about like 10 years behind me are like, oh yeah, I know. I want like a solid partnership. And I'm like, God damn it, boomers, what did you do to that group of people who grew up in the late 80s, 90s? There's something that you did to us, and we're not the men in particular. That was sex. Maybe it wasn't sex. But I'm like, like, that seems unfortunate that I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like some, I feel like there's a lot of confusion among people who are right around my age. My grandmother was really adamant about do your own thing, find yourself, and then don't let anything get in your way, and then you'll find the right person. Mm -hmm. Like That was the philosophy I was brought up with, Mm -hmm. so I think I really took that and ran with that, and uh, I'm still going. (laughs) I also, like, I think I believe that, too, so... I don't know if I was taught that. I think I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be married by now. <coughs> I'm trying to figure yeah. out that transition where you found yourself and you found the right person, but then like the compromise kicks in. Collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, the collaboration. collaboration. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think I was for you I think I was told the same thing you were told, but I was supposed to figure that all out by the time I was thirty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do it, but just do it fast. That, yeah, you figure it out by the time you're thirty. That. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I hadn't and then they're like, so now you have a limited amount of time to give it grandchildren. So let's figure out what needs to happen. Like that, you know, yeah. I think that I, I was brought up with a healthy do- dose of misandry. Like I think that my mother was into men, but my grandmother, I think, who mostly raised me, a lot raised me, was was really like there was a lot of misandry there. And her attitude was kind of like, what do you need it for? What do you need it for? You know, that feeling. And so I think that. I don't know how helpful that was in trying to find a partner, whether that's a person who identifies as a man or a person who identifies as a, a, a woman or on the non-binary. I feel like it doesn't matter what the gender is, just that sense of like, don't get saddled, which I, I don't think is helpful. Mm-hmm. So we are coming to a close. So I have a game. 
for everyone. Let's play. Closing game. Closing, Closing game. Closing time. Closing Open game. Open up the doors and say howdy to the world. people. <laughs> this song brought to you by all the rosé everyone just had. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. We've had uh, a lot of white wine and then pink wine on this podcast. Is I didn't have half any of, of the white wine. So I half of this podcast had a lot of white wine before this, and then we had a lot of pink wine. Just so. wait till the red wine aspect of red, this podcast. Red wine. Okay, die. I'm dying. Okay. This ending of Rosé All Day Anyways is called Bachelor last no, time. No, 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 no. It's called Bachelor or First Date. Before it was called Bachelor or Hallmark. Well, how, right. does it, how does it work, Katie? So, so <laughs> I'm going to say a quote and you can buzz in. You can say you can Wait, buzz can we in. decide on like an official thing that we do? We can put the bell. There's a bell and I'm going to keep a score because Melissa is serious. I don't so, know where to put this right there. So, I've got, I've got the scoreboard here. Oh, Erica, Jen. So, there's a bell in the center of our table. If you know the answer, you grab it without hitting the mic. <laughs> so, so, everyone's aware of the mic. Maybe get your hand close to the bell. All right. First quote, bachelor or first date. So this is a quote that was either said on the bachelor or on any first date ever. <laughs> a fictional first date or first dates of people that have really existed. Where did you eat? No, these are real first dates. These are real first date quotes that Great. I have. Great. Okay. So you in your best judgment have to say whether or not this is a quote that happened on the Bachelor franchise or on any first date ever. Uh, can we also make sure all our hands are the same distance from the bell? Wow, okay, we're getting super because serious Because I didn't want here. anybody to have like two. I'm also really competitive. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was creeping Let's just up not there. yank out the cord of the, Watch, the podcast that mic. That okay. okay. That's why I'm putting my hand underneath like this. Because I'm literally <laughs> trying to... Because there are prizes, like, right? Okay. Um, your prize is our unconditional love. Ah, bachelor. This is life. Bachelor or first date. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And you have to wait for me to finish the quote before you can ring. Fine. Do you believe in love at first sight, or should I walk past you again? Erica. First date. First date is correct. Definitely. Erica gets one point. I was going to guess Bachelor. I've also never watched that The Bachelor. That was good. That was good. Except All right. for like once or twice. With Do only know one. who said it? It was a first date. No, but who? Oh, I don't know who. I've only watched Where one did you find the classic quotes? Pickup line. Google. Google still. The usual search. I asked Jeeves and I found out. Do you watch I only watch Big one. Mouth? What? I love Big Jujulet. Mouth. <laughs> See, I've said that so many times on this love podcast. Big Mouth. I got it. Do you know, Gina, I only watched watch. one Hallmark movie ever in our last episode. I still won the thing. So, yeah. Two, I've watched That's two. True. I don't have an excuse. You don't have to watch. Hallmark movies are for Nazis. Whoa! Hey, Dad, Melissa. Hey, Dad. I don't think we have time to go into that. But I will say, my long-term partner, 
they made two Hanukkah movies this year, and who wanted to watch? They them? did not make Hanukkah movies. They made or movies him. with Jewish, Jewish characters. My okay. Jewish partner oh, wanted assuming. to watch them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Second quote. No, my Hold brother. My brother. I would watch a Jewish Hallmark movie. Twenty-four hours a day. Gin okay. and Zena are ready. You two need to nut the fuck up over here. I'm having a I'm good Saturday world. night. Okay. My buddies bet me that I wouldn't be able to start a conversation with the most beautiful person in the club. What should we do with their money? Okay. Melissa, first date bachelor. or bachelor? Bachelor. I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. That oh, was the first date. Negative wow. one. Negative one. What should we do with that was, their? But that's money? also not something you say to someone on a first. Who? Oh, well, I guess. Money. But it did yeah, happen on a first money. date. I'm sorry. Okay. It's not something well, we would say on a first date. Went on a date that. with an asshole. Yeah, that oh first God. date. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait. Can you give me time to put down my drink? Okay, finish your drink, Erica. Oh Everybody, your dog is licking the couch. Is that a normal thing? Yeah, because yeah. m- Jen sat on it. She ran twelve miles to get here, and so it has sweat on it. So she mm. loves sweat, and that's what's happening. So sexual, Everything you know, about that sentence is strange. Whatever. <laughs> so true. That wasn't a metaphor. All right, that's a lot going on. Twelve miles. I to get here. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. I'm sorry. For being awesome. Oh, damn it, Bachelor! Zena. Oh, thank you. I was going to say Bachelor. <laughs> bachelor it is. Zena gets a point. Wait, can you get an extra point if you can say who it was, even though sure, I can't? Sure, but I don't know. I so, you don't actually get a point. Cannot confirm nor deny. Okay. But who do you think it was? No, I don't want to say. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Next one. Is it in centered in the, of the table? Okay, okay. Is it hot in here or is it just you? Erica. <laughs> Ow. Um. <laughs> first date. It is a first date. Erica, that's two points for Erica, one for Zena. <laughs> Melissa and Jen, you got to get it oh, together on your uh, first date line. Negative Sorry. five points for the mic. Thank you. So <laughs> no, our mic is not doing well. Hold on. Okay. There you go. Oh, God. All right, next one. Oh, shit. <laughs> a guy once came up to me, fished the ice out of his drink, threw it on the floor, and said... There's the ice broken. Need, needless to say, I went home with him. Erica. First date? First date it is. Erica, you're crushing what? it. I feel like Who I should be trying that? to win so hard because I'm one of the hosts of the shows, yet that's not affecting me. What prizes are any of us winning? Look, love, you'll, you'll find out when we're done. Unconditional love, Rose. I was promised. Yeah, I was told you. I, I did tell Jen unconditional love. I am losing, so this is not going All right. well. I'm I think so. In the spirit of polyamory, polyamory, we can all have the unconditional love. That's Amen. not how the world works, Melissa. But let's go. <laughs> I'm so confused and blindsided. You told me you were in love with me, that I was your best friend, that you couldn't imagine life without me. So where did I go wrong? Okay. So, so three people answered. So we're gonna have to rock paper scissors right now. So everybody, My put the bell down. The no, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Put the bell down. Put the bell down. Oh. Put it down. I'm gonna need to see a rock paper scissors right a, a now. Three-way rock paper. And it's How gonna does that go. Work? It's gonna go one, two, three. Shoot, and then we're gonna go from there. We'll see. We'll see what people try. Our listeners can't. View. Yeah, somebody's gonna well, get knocked out, and then we'll go again. Okay. So. One, two, three, shoot. Okay, so Jen, you're out. So, <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. Ah, uh, <laughs> Zena wins. Well, Zena wins. Cool. So, Zena won that one. 
That was that All was right. the Bachelor. That was a good one, right? Okay, that bachelor quote. Uh, okay, yes, it was the Bachelor. Yes. Was it was it that one episode I watched with you where he like couldn't decide between the two girls and then he picked one and then he picked the other. you don't know who it's who it I, I know who you're talking about you're talking about like, the one I like saw every episode the of the no <laughs> different different <laughs> thing <laughs> okay terrible. all right are we ready i can't yeah. wait to hear what happened with that i was I'm one not ready i'm not ready okay. oh okay drink your drink your rosé and mm-hmm. let's get ready i got it in one hand i'm good to go i was wondering if you had an extra heart because mine was just stolen Zena, <laughs> first date it is a first date. Well, Zena. We are, we're both two, I know. Zena, so. warrior. <coughs> no, Zena is three. Erica is three. Yeah, and Melissa and Jen. I'm sorry. Should we just do a Much like, like my dating love. life, I gave up. So don't worry. I'm not offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Melissa doesn't on your lap. Her not hand on the table. This is my approach She's to dating. not even trying. Once Melissa found out there was no official prize, she was out. <laughs> I'm like, what I am I Melissa, I'm, so I'm still going to get it. My Melissa, eternal table. glory comes with this prize. With this. Sorry. You I feel so. like you already have Not that. enough for her. Not enough. Okay. My hand on the table. Her hand is on the table. I can tell everything about a girl with her feet. I think I could find a girl that I could marry within 10 seconds just by looking at her feet. Oh, Erica. Bachelor. It is the Bachelor. Really? Oh, oh. that's not what I would have guessed. How did you know that? Because it sounds like one of the creepy things that someone would say on like the first date, like the first day. Yeah, that's true. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was from yeah. a first date. All right, two more. Final two. We're Erica four, Zena three, Melissa and Jen. You don't need to rub it in. The okay. love club. All right. We're at the final one. But even though Erica is at four and Zena is at three and Melissa and Jen, you know, they're Zena doing their best. Then we have to do a tiebreaker. Even though they're doing their best, this one is worth 10 points. Oh, so sure. You could <laughs> win. You just fucking made You could win. Is hampered by so alcohol. anyone could win this game. What? Is this no, worthy? No, that's a gate. No, I don't like that more at all. Do it five. Do it three. Do three point key. This is like the electoral college. <laughs> three point key. This is the yes. electoral college of Rose all day. Anyway, so angry right Look, now. Look, I'm pulling a really white man anymore. right now. I don't even want to play. Alice is taking her belt back. Oh, God. I don't okay. even want to I'm hacking the election. Can we all make sure our fingers are about the same distance apart? Because I feel like we're, like, inching. The more that we drink, we're inching. Actually, here's the thing. Okay, guys. We're going to say that your fingers need to be hanging on the edge of the table like this. So oh, yeah. Everybody's here. fingers at the edge of the table. Jen, fingers at the edge of the table. Long fingers. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I keep moving the table. Shh. Here, I'm just going to move it a little. I'm sorry, I keep moving the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's I feel like I always have to compete with other people, and I'm so tired of competing. Oh, fuck. Erica Atkins. No way. Bachelor. It is yeah. the Bachelor, Erica Atkins, for the win. Yes, it's yes. all 14 points. Yes. Erica, 14, everybody else. Well played, well played. Miserable. <laughs> yes, as we started, so shall we end. <laughs> Wait, I have a suggestion for the next time for games. A friend recently got together with a group of friends, and they each sat in a circle and read letters from their exes. 
I, I like just that. Seemed like my exes such don't a write good me letters. So. Way. I think the only or text or text emails. <laughs> like, text. And you know what? I wait, wait, wait. share a very yeah. long letter I wrote to an ex that they technically never responded letters to. Letters from their exes, like during breakup, Dur- no, during post during breakup, the happy times. Uh, oh, yeah, so during depressing. the happy times. Yikes. Well, just like the soupy stuff. Yeah, I don't think I would do well on that game because, like, I don't. Not think a game. I- it's just like catharsis. I also deleted my WhatsApp, which is where a lot of conversations were, and now they're just gone. That's kind of relaxing. It is. It's just gone. I can't even look back on it anymore when I'm feeling sad. Well, unless they have it and they can send you screenshots. Blocked. But you have to ask. Blocked. (laughs) They can't text me. They have to send it to a friend who will give it to me. Okay. Uh, modern communication. Yeah. Okay, one, do we have any more rosé left? Do we drink it uh, all? Yeah, we totally have rosé left. That okay. we I need another off. glass. But two, Erica, it is a dating episode, and since you've not sang us anything, is there anything you would sing us out on? Yes. I know okay. we started with Titanic, so what's the opposite Titanic, of Titanic? That actually wasn't recorded on the podcast. No, it, it but was. But I actually want... Oh, that's so beautiful. Anybody else want a little bit more rosé before they... Let's all get our fill before... I know you have to I'm dry, good. though, so you're not gonna... Yeah. You're good? Uh, yeah. Okay. I still got some left here. I still got some left. I am going to sing a song that Melissa mentioned earlier that she may not remember anymore. So, yeah, I Whitney Houston. I got a song. Ready? Are we ready? Okay, yeah, let's ready. get ready. Do we need to back up you? I actually don't need backup. You know I never need backup. So All right. okay. If people want to, it's but I don't show. need it. We'll listen in odd okay. silence. <clears throat> and I Special guests Jennifer Wabitsky, Melissa Shaw, and Zena Hines for being on with us for this dating episode. Erica, take us home. See you on the, see you on the next one, babes. Bye, guys. <laughs>